Do you love your business? You should, right? Well, sometimes we just don't. It's my hope that this, the My Daily Business Coach podcast, helps you regain a little of that lost love by providing tips and tactics, tools, insights, inspiration, all the good stuff to help you actually enjoy running your business. In addition to actionable tips and tactics that you'll be able to execute immediately, you'll also hear from creative small business owners around the world who've been able to sidestep the hustle and build a business that merges their passion with their purpose and provides a profit. I'm your host, Fiona Kalaki, founder of My Daily Business Coach. Let's get going. Hello, lovers, and welcome to episode 281 of the My Daily Business Coach podcast. If you're listening to this in real time, it is February 14, Valentine's Day or Galentine's Day or just an average Tuesday, regardless of where you are in your relationship status. But today we're talking all things love and in particular brand love. So today it is a quick tip episode and I'm going to share with you some really important things if you are trying to build that love in your business with your audience. Before we get stuck into that, two quick things. One is if you are trying to love marketing, then you want to check out Marketing for Your Small Business. It's our online course. We've had hundreds of people do that and go through and really learn to love marketing, which is something that a lot of people don't love, particularly if you haven't had a background in that and you find it all very confusing, then check out Marketing for Your Small Business. You can choose to just do the online course that's available anytime, anywhere. If you would also like to kind of upgrade at the moment, we are going to run a nine-week live coaching program. So that is really there to help you finish the course and not become part of the, I think it's 90% of people who buy a course and never actually do anything with it. You don't want to be that. You want to be in the other 10% who are actually you know, learning and executing and implementing from that education. And so if you want to check out the live coaching that is running from the end of February through to April. And so you do one module in the course, you can do that in you know your own time. And then you come for an hour live coaching with myself and anyone else who is enrolled. And now we've had people from all over the world do the live coaching. Sometimes they'll come live, other times they'll watch the replays and then send through any questions. So that's one of the great things about it is even if you can't come to every one of those nine sessions, you can send through your questions about that module and I'll answer them live on the call. So it's a really great way to get coaching from me for nine weeks. At the end of it, you can also opt in to share your entire marketing plan and strategy with the rest of the team and get feedback from myself and other people. So I just love doing this. It's one of my favorite things in my business. And like I said, if you wanted to get onto the course now and kind of get through most of it before we start or get through a chunk of it, you can find that at marketingforyoursmallbusiness.com. Or if you just want to start live with the rest of us, you can find all of that out again at marketingforyoursmallbusiness.com. We will kick this off at the end of February, so get in soon. The other thing I wanted to mention is, of course, to acknowledge the traditional owners and custodians on this land on which I record this podcast, and that is the Wawarong and Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and I pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging, and acknowledge that sovereignty has never been ceded. All right, let's get into today's love episode. All right. So today I thought I would point out three ways that you can get people to fall in love with your business, given 
February 14. Now, there are countless ways to do this. And I work with people all day long on their brand and building a brand, not just a business. And there are so many things. Obviously, this is a quick tip episode. So I'm just going to go through three of them. And if you're not already doing these, I would sort of really think about how are you going to incorporate these things more into your business. So in no particular order, number one, it sounds very, you know, of common sense, but sometimes common sense is not that common. (laughs) And the first, I guess, is to really consider how is your business, how is your product or service improving someone's life? Now, I know that can seem like such a big question. And especially I have a lot of times with product owners where they'll be like, but it's a product. I sell books or I sell gifts or I sell this or that. But my goodness, those things have a massive impact on people's lives. Like if they feel like, oh my goodness, you understand me and you help me pick the perfect gift for my mother's 70th. And they just remember that joy and they're building those memories around that gift. That's improving their life. I used to work in a big accessories company and I remember talking to people about this and and then saying, but you know, it's a handbag. Like really, does a handbag actually help someone's life? And I'm like, yes, it does. It does if that person feels that that handbag, for whatever reason, helps them feel more confident in a particular situation or is a signifier to them that they have made it financially in order to get that bag, if if that is how they feel, that is improving their life. And we've got to not, you know, project our own stuff onto other people. In my own business, obviously I work with business owners all day long and I love feeling that I've made a difference, whether that is them really understanding their cash flow for the first time, whether it's them, you know, carving out more time to actually be with their partner, whether it is them just really realizing they don't like a section of their business and they're kind of just doing it for the sake of it and they want to cut that part out. I love it. I have seen people time and time again come through a really challenging mindset to one where there's more freedom, there's more flexibility, they are more aware of themselves and their business and how the two interact. And it's just such a wonderful thing. So the first is to really consider how is my business, how is what I'm providing improving somebody's life? And am I really sticking to that? Like, am I really looking at the way that I work and thinking about that person and how I'm improving their life and really tailoring my business to help them. So that is the first one, really sitting down and figuring out how do we do this? And then are we making sure that our systems and processes are there to support us doing this again and again and again? And are we really taking the time to celebrate what we're actually doing as a business? The second one, really important, understand their problems, understand their frustrations. Now, this is something, again, when you go through marketing for your small business, or if you work with me, you'll hear a lot me talking about answering people's frustrations in your marketing before they get in touch with you. So you're qualifying people. Now, this is not something that, you know, you instantly learn. Sometimes over time, you can start seeing commonalities and and frustrations that people have in your particular industry or with your product or service, and you can talk to that. But really thinking about your customer, client or, you know, whatever name you want to call them, guest, and thinking about what are they going through right now and how am I helping to alleviate frustrations or problems? Now, one perfect example recently, and I want to shout them out because it was incredible. I spent part of my summer at Phillip Island. I have been spending part of my summer at Phillip Island, Victoria for (laughs) three decades at least. We used to have a place down there and I was there and we decided to go out for breakfast as a family. Now, I have a three-year-old and a 10-year-old and it was myself and my husband and we were looking at different places. We went to one to have a look at the menu and it was all kind of 
bit fancy, you know, especially for a three-year-old. And we went to another one and it was just standard, you know, eggs and bacon, pancakes, things that kids will eat. And so we went in, we ordered. The woman was lovely behind the counter. It's called Cafe Dialectable in Cows, Thompson's Thompson Road. Is that the main street in Cows? Anyway, Cafe Delectable. And my kids could not decide what they wanted, right? They wanted pancakes, but they also wanted eggs and bacon. So they decided, or we decided, why don't you each get one? Like one person get pancakes, one person get eggs and bacon, and we'll just divide it between the two of you. Now we were thinking the pancakes come with ice cream and maple syrup and then the eggs and bacon, you know, you don't necessarily want ice cream and eggs mixing. So I was like, oh, we'll just have to kind of half divide it. And, you know, kids, toddlers especially, are like, I want my part. I don't want to have to share. So we were thinking about that. When it came out, I had said to the woman, oh, the kids are going to share, you know. I hadn't thought anything. I just said it when I ordered the kids are going to share. She came out, the wonderful woman from Cafe Delectable in Phillip Island, came out with the pancakes, two pancakes, one on each plate, two little cups of ice cream, two little things of maple syrup. And I was like, oh my goodness, you have just alleviated the anxiety that parents have about these kids are going to fight. We're going to fight in public. (laughs) Um, You know, I'm going to have to try and chop it all up and not get things, you know, it's going to be a mess. She had alleviated that just by putting two separate plates. And then when she came out with the eggs and bacon, she brought a separate plate so that we could divide it up. And I was just like, I was blown away, to be honest. I was like, this doesn't happen in cafes, even though it takes, you know, an extra second to do that. It had such an impact on us. It just made us enjoy the whole thing. The kids felt excited because they felt like they got kind of two separate meals and they felt like they didn't have to share, even though technically they were sharing. It was just such a beautiful moment and such an example of understanding the problems and frustrations that people have. When people are coming out for breakfast with young kids, they want to also enjoy the breakfast. And it's, you know, it's a coastal town, people are on holiday. And she knew that, she had said, I think she'd said in conversation when I was ordering at the counter something about the holiday and I was like, yeah, we're finishing up a week here. And so she had said, I know that those kids might argue if they have to share and if we have to equally divide up the pancakes. And so just coming out with those two separate plates was such an example of I understand the problems and frustrations that that woman is going through with her young children and and her partner, so I'm going to help alleviate that. So, yeah, and again, you know, shout out to Cafe Delectable. We will definitely be coming back. It was actually absolutely delicious. The third thing to get people to fall in love with your brand, just as I've fallen in love with Cafe Delectable, is to treat them as humans, you know, to really build a connection. Now, I talk a lot about humanizing your brand. It's something I talk about a lot in masterclasses, in people's masterminds and at different trade shows. But humanizing your brand is such an important part of growing a business, to grow that brand loyalty, to grow that love. And humanizing your brand can look like all sorts of things. It can look like making sure that you've got a note system in your point of sale. So if people are coming into your store or coming into your hairdresser or wherever it is, that you've got a note on what happened the last time they came in. So maybe in a hairdresser, they came in to get their hair styled for their cousin's wedding and they were so excited because she's, I don't know, been with this guy for 17 years and they're finally getting married. Just a couple of notes there. Nothing that's going into too much privacy issues, but just a couple of notes so that when you come back, people are like, oh my goodness, how did the cousin's wedding go? Or if somebody's coming into a bookshop, they bought this particular book because they love this author and they've just discovered them on Audible and now they're going to buy the physical book. Putting that stuff in helps people feel that you actually remember them, that they are counted as a valuable part of your business and that, you know, you you appreciate their business, really. You appreciate that they are coming in and supporting your business. Humanizing your brand can also look like, you know, 
talking, you know, more honestly and showing behind the scenes in your business. It can be things like, you know, as much as people may not like it, putting your face on camera and and showing people who you are, putting a photo in your About Us page, putting an actual name in your About Us page so it's not all third party and really showing that human connection that can really build brand loyalty over time. I've had so many people that have said to me, I love, you know, your approachable manner or I love, I remember once I was, I did a, an Instagram story ages ago when Instagram stories sort of first came about and somebody said to me, I love that you're just you, that who I, like, I know you and you're just you on camera. Who I meet is just exactly the same as who I'll meet in real life. And that is all building connection. It's building trust and that whole no like trust principle. When you show your humanity and it doesn't have to be in some sort of way that you're not comfortable with, but in a just, you know, it could be behind the scenes when you're going to a holiday. It could be behind the scenes of, oh my goodness, I love getting my coffee from this place. And you're also doing a little local area marketing there by shouting out the cafe, the cafe that you get your coffee from, the cafe. And all of that can help people feel that there's a genuine connection there and humanizing your brand. So that is the third point. Really treat people as people, not just as customers or numbers or data. And connect with them on a human level. And that is really about humanizing your brand and showing that in your marketing and in your communications. So those are three ways that you can get people to love your brand. Number one, you know, make sure that it actually improves their life, whatever it is that you're selling. Number two, understand their problems and frustrations and speak to those. And number three, treat people as people, not as numbers and build that human connection. So that is it for today's quick tip episode. Not so quick. I am gearing up to, oh, 13 minutes. I better finish this one up. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this useful, I would love it so, so much. If you might show a little love to me and leave a review of this on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to this, it just really, really helps us get found by other small business owners. And I'm sending love to everyone out there today, whether you are in a relationship, not in a relationship, in a thruple, in a couple, whatever or you are just loving the solo life. I hope you have a wonderful year ahead and I hope today is a good one. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the My Daily Business Coach podcast. If you want to get in touch, you can do that at mydailybusinesscoach.com or hit me up on Instagram at mydailybusinesscoach.com.